0: Nate Freeman,
1: what's going on bud? I'm feeling fantastic, I'm up here in country
0: I got the country pod studio set up, it's quite nice I mean the sound quality is better than when you're in the East Village, I gotta say
1: The internet here is fucking great, I installed it myself with the help of the Spectrum guy (laughs) So when you (laughs) say you installed it yourself,
0: what exactly did that entail? You kind of standing there going, "Mm -hmm." mm-hmm
1: Uh-huh, yeah, exactly, but uh, I oversaw the installation Did you tip him? Yeah, this guy like did
0: a mitzvah for us, you know. Yeah, no, I I tipped the the Fios guy who dropped in this line here like 50 bucks. It the very thing to do.
1: He was very late, which was kind of irritating. It was okay because we were just like at the Kinsley, like sipping cocktails, and they called us and they were like, uh, the guy's here. And so we just came over and then he installed it. And then we went back into Kingston, went to the and then you streamed
0: all the porn you could and Criterion channel.
1: (laughs) Not not quite, but uh, we do have the uh projector set up, which is nice.
0: Oh yeah you your your uh your your partner um she has a nice film set up uh in the city for watching watching the movies and the TV. you yes, duplicating that? Are you yes, duplicating that upstate? Same deal. I like it. Uh, I, and my next house will definitely be no 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 screens just projectors. So much yeah. cheaper. It disappears.
1: It's it's pretty great. Yes. Yeah, really I can't even imagine having a TV up in the in the farmhouse. It's like you know, it's just like, you know, but
0: anyway, TV's a gross. So I, I'm often looking at property that I probably can't afford both in uh, in in the city and in other places. And uh, nothing drives me more nuts than seeing televisions installed over fireplaces. It's like a personal, <laughs> yeah, really so disturbing real estate pet peeve. Oh, God. That's just like a human pet peeve. Like, damn. Like,
1: it's just like, I do not want to know like the other things that you're fucking up in your life if you have. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And also,
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm not an anti-TV guy. I love my TV, but um, the the amount of screens people put in their houses, like in every bedroom, in the kitchen, in the I don't know. I sound like a I sound like a guy from the 90s bitching about America, but I sound like a, like a David Foster Wallace fucking thing. But <laughs> this is not the first time that you publicly
1: praised David Foster Wallace on this podcast.
0: I stand forever. Listen, I was, I was, I was, I was. I was eighteen in nineteen ninety six. If I weren't a David Foster Foster Wallace fan, there'd be something wrong with me. Man,
1: the listeners are just ticking off one by one. Uh.
0: <laughs> yeah, what? Everyone loves them, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, what's uh, going on?
1: In, in, in what else is going on in your world? I think I'm gonna, like exhausted. Weekend. I did,
0: uh, weekend was great. Um. I uh. Well, I went on a really nice sail on a on a schooner, an all wooden boat uh built in nineteen twenty nine. If I remember Love correctly. Love that was great, today. uh, and it started, I believe this was Saturday. It all kind of runs together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I usually don't uh, drink alcohol in the morning, or I usually don't even eat but like for hours into the day. They would pop in some bottles of rose in the launch over to the boat. I was like, Yeah, why not? Special okay. day. Uh, it started yeah. a rose all day kind of afternoon, which I guess That's is the classic. season for it. So I ended up then. After our pleasant morning sale uh, over at a prominent artist's home out here. Mm-hmm. And he had uh, a lot of great people over from the art world. Um, uh, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to eps- uh, get into the names, but I definitely oh. saw Henry Taylor. I definitely saw Joel Messler. Hey,
1: Henry. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah, Henry
0: was in prime form. He has a show out here at oh, the House right. and Worth, which I still haven't seen. And uh, uh, Hank, Hank, Hank Willis Thomas. Um, uh, I'm blanking out now a couple of Hollywood people. I mean, behind the scenes people, a very uh, mm-hmm. significant and powerful agent uh, at UTA. Uh, so great. that was pretty Love fun. Great it. food, great people, the kids running around, um, really good conversation. But I just kept drinking all the way through the day. May or may not have had a little nibble of an edible. Um, wow. Yeah, I was really, but never really got never really got never really got, really got funkified. but just the whole day uh, definitely did not get the cardio in. Um, so that was fun. That was the extent of my real art worlding. I mean, I've seen all the shows out here. I was supposed to go. So the the, the long way of saying I'm sorry to Curry, Manzuto, Jose and, and, and Monica and Bree. I was supposed to go to a cocktail party at the house that they've taken over. Uh, up in the springs that evening, oh, that but lovely. I just—I wasn't driving anywhere. I was oh, done. It was that night. Yeah, you were. Just it was thirsty. that night. Yeah, I was, mm-hmm. I was. I was. I was pretty broken.
1: That's the problem with the you know these Hamptons weekend days. You know, you can just sort of like rosé the day away, and then all of a sudden your evening plans are put.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm just. I mean, listen. I'm an old man. I'm still recovering from this. My kids woke me up at like one in the morning. I definitely hardly <laughs> fell back asleep. Um, I feel like I was out raging last night. Where you look, you look at my face right now; it's all bloated and puffy and tired I oh, Like, oh, we had a clandestino last night. Where you at, bro? <laughs> like, you know, you you were in sag at the biblical okay. no. I was, no, I was on child game. care duty. What was um, that great dive barn sag that closed uh, a few? Oh, you know. I'm blanking on the name right now. It is back open. I don't. Oh, it's
1: back there. open. Mercs. Oh, it's back open. Merce. yeah, Merce oh, is in,
0: in control. I believe that you're gonna you are gonna come down out here next week a week
1: from today yeah we got oh we got that's exciting pod scheduled i am very excited i've been in the hampton since 2019
0: maybe the listeners shouldn't know that but hey there was a pandemic so yeah there's a pandemic you were you were you were ensconced in other places yeah. um, uh, it's so, going to be super fun we're going to do some podcasting we're going to do some mm-hmm. planning for our podcast in mm-hmm. at felix in los angeles the week after. You, you, you get to see all the shows they're, they're yeah. you know they're quite good, although modest. I mean, I like this. I like I like the resort okay. version of galleries where it's just like a little modest thing.
1: I want to just pop in for like literally 10 minutes at, at, at each of the places in the Newtown Lane. I, I think know, we'll
0: probably like, go out and see Max LeVay because I still haven't yeah, seen so his project. Seen a little yeah. mini road trip. Maybe we'll get a lobster roll on the way. That sounds lovely. Speaking of lobster rolls, what, have, what have you been up to? You were you were not you were in a homeland of, of lobster rolls. Tell I, us I about worked, your weekend.
1: Well, uh, when you were on a boat, I, too, was on a boat, but a slightly larger. Uh, more public one. It was a ferry from Cape Cod to Martha's Vineyard. Out of Woods Hole? Uh, it was, yes, it was out of Woods Hole, and it arrived uh, in Oak Bluffs, and uh, then we went straight to Eggertown. Uh It was a fabulous weekend. There was an opening at Winter Street Gallery, run by Friends of the Pod, uh, George Newell and um, Ingrid Lundgren. And uh, it was an opening of Sarah Charlesworth and Luke O'Halloran. Which is just really, really exciting. So
0: they have a gallery in Martha's Vineyard, which I know is as a childhood uh, a quite preppy. Although there is a significant history of African American uh, uh, yeah. summer residents there, but a quite preppy island off the coast of Massachusetts. Not a place I think of for contemporary art. Well, like, was, what's the scene like? What's it like? What
1: was great. Was that that a uh, a former uh, Hauser and director? I don't know what I'm not going to name. Was it was happens to uh, vacation on the vineyard and he came to the opening and he said that it was the first time he had ever been to a contemporary art opening on Martha's vineyard in 40 years that he's lived there. Uh, it is not a place where contemporary art lives. He says that the only art shows here there on the Island are, are I think he said something like uh, fucking sailboats and seahorses. I mean, like that's what you see. You see just like a bunch of corny ass paintings of just like shit in the water.
0: Yeah. Um, I believe it. I believe it. Mm -hmm.
1: And so like the idea of having a contemporary art gallery in uh, this vineyard and one that has these really rich connections to the global contemporary art circuit uh, is very remarkable, if not unprecedented.
0: I mean, there's certainly lots of rich people there. So you would think that there's a a model for success built in, but... I mean, the houses are all like these kind of that I've been exposed to very few contemporary houses, lots of rambling kind of mm-hmm. things where pictures of sailboats and seahorses would make sense. So but I yeah. mean, I would love to see a Sarah Charlesworth in one of those houses.
1: I know. I think that there are some collectors adventurous enough to sort of subvert that idea of like having your ramshackle Martha's Vineyard home with shitty art on it and just have your ramshackle Martha's Vineyard home with awesome art in it. Like, why do you need the shitty art?
0: People should have good contemporary art in their holiday homes. The whole yeah. this whole issue of Architectural Digest uh, for the month of July is all kind of seasonal homes. Some oh, homes, seriously! I want to, and there the is like. Yeah, except there's not a there's one single artwork by an artist. I knew in the entire one hundred and eighty pages. I don't know how these rich people have these gorgeous. I mean, okay, gorgeous, nice, expensive houses, lavish houses and not a single decent artwork on the fucking walls. It's a bit. Maybe they need
1: an art advisor.
0: Yeah, but you see decorators get in there and decorators hate art advisors because they just like it's oil and water. Because they're are also she- they're also true criminals. De- what Decorators mm-hmm. get away with the, the, their their price structure of how they charge. They basically take like 20 percent of the cost of every bit of furniture gets funneled back to them uh, from the up. furniture and dec- decor dealers. It's totally fucked up. Most art advisors, not all are pretty above board. It's 10 percent. You see it on an invoice. It's all very clear. Decorating is not the same way. So they hate when someone more transparent and frankly, oftentimes with better taste gets involved.
1: Wow. OK we have to just like fucking push these decorators out of business. Really? Like there are a lot of houses that need non. I mean, there are a
0: few good decorators. I want, I want to be clear there, you know, there are certain, you know, a handful, you know, the Robert Stillens and, uh, and Mm. the pretty Marinos and the, the Raphael uh, of the world. Um, You know, and and, and many others that I'm forgetting, Julie Hillman that are quite Mm -hmm. involved in the art world. But there's a whole subset of these people that are just like making fun houses for rich people without any long term concern for like like culture
1: um, Mm -hmm.
0: involved. That's my little tangent. But what about what do you think of the vineyard? You had never been to Martha's Vineyard. Is that true? I've never been to
1: Martha's Vineyard um, and I fucking loved it. Uh, right off the bat I mean it's like one of those things where like people have been telling me to go my whole life and I was like oh yeah there's that place I'll like maybe I'll go there but like I don't need to go there like it's just to like go fucking beach town and then you get there and you're like oh I get it like it's better than all the other places like it's an
0: island it's like you know, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, it's just like yeah the, the sort of the fact that it's so hard to get to just gives it that edge because like everyone there is a fucking lifer. Like you know, everyone who's working in all the bars and restaurants and little like you know, uh, salmon like, like lobster roll shacks and stuff. Like they're all fucking lifers. There's like no like. I mean, it, it kind of seems like a gimmick because, like, everything is so fucking vineyardy, but it's not a gimmick. It's just, like, how it is. I, I probably sound like a fucking moron to anyone who's, like, <laughs> actually spent time there. You know, I spent tri- a total of two nights there. But it, it left a big impression on me.
0: Did you guys stay with the gallerists?
1: Yeah, me and, and, and you know, the, the partner who, uh, you know, his mother was Sarah Charles with. Uh, of course, uh, Lucy.
0: I didn't know if we were um, supposed to say that on the pod. I think
1: that it's fair to say that. I mean, it, so you had more. You had more
0: than a, you weren't there for journalistic reason. Uh, I was not there. there
1: for journalistic reasons. No, um, though I, I think that it was f- very newsworthy, and in fact, the local paper was there uh, writing up the uh, the opening, which is very cool. Um, but you know, I was there mostly for Lucy. Um, uh, you know, because she was presenting her mom's work for the first time in Martha's Vineyard. And I think for the first time in years in Massachusetts, uh, she's she showed in some Boston galleries back in the day, but it'd been a while. Uh, so it was yeah, pretty huge deal.
0: Um, uh, speaking of, of local newspapers, I was, I was perusing as one is want to do through the e- East Hampton Star, which is the local oh, yeah. weekly paper out here. And I'm, I'm a big fan of local paper police blotters. Uh I just really <laughs> enjoy it. and some some of the best writing, some of the most amusing writing can be found there. Uh this one's not particularly well done, but some some like small local papers, the Aspen paper does a great police blotter write-up, just the the mm-hmm. snarky commentary. Um, but I noticed that in Art World Denizen, Stacey Engman was uh, was featured for a little, she had a little fender bender <laughs> and a little hit oh, and run, Stacey. I think it was. Uh, we love Stacy. She's really into calling herself Art World Royalty. She wears tiaras. She's a special, special Let's person. Let's get it. You know, I you, Don't knock the hustle, man. Come on. I'm, I, d- d- did I say anything but positive things? Um, <laughs> we she got is... Afford- Let's I, get that money. I still have no idea what she does in the art world. She True. calls herself a curator. I'm not sure where the money comes from. I'd be fascinated to read, like... I don't know, like a 2,500 to 5,000 word profile, like really deep, (laughs) deep dig on her. Um, I suppose that'll have to wait for the pages of Vanity Fair. I'm not sure if that's quite Artnet material, but (laughs) um, anyway, uh, that was just something I noticed. Um, Mm -hmm. What else is going on? Uh, I was just cruising through the news. Obviously, uh, you know, it's always funny when something that's sort of art world crosses over into other forms of the world and uh, you can't escape Mm -hmm. like the multiple op eds and news stories ever from NPR and The Washington Post to The Times about Hunter Biden's art career. And mm-hmm. I put that in air quotes. Um, and the supposedly the ethical ramifications of that um, for anyone who doesn't know, he's making paintings. They're pretty fucking bad. They're real. Uh, so they're really shitty. Some gallery that I have never heard of is going to be selling them for supposedly from $25,000 for works on paper up to half a million for paintings. I mean, and they're trying to figure out some sort of like lockbox. So Hunter doesn't know who they are. So, so some kind of foreign asset couldn't use this um, to buy influence, which seems possible plausible but strained at best um it's like the the appearance of improprieties what they're trying to avoid but the worst part is like these paintings are bad they're really fucking horrible like we shouldn't
1: be talking about this because this gallery is a fake gallery like no one gives a fuck about it the paintings are horrible like i get like look i've written about hunter biden it's like it gets fucking that's that's some clickbait right there buddy fucking numbers like and you know who likes numbers i like fucking numbers (laughs) So I've written about Hunter Biden, and I will continue to. But if we're talking pure, you know, aesthetics here, the shit sucks. Gallery doesn't matter. We shouldn't really be talking about this,
0: you know. Though, as a person, not as an artist, Hunter Biden is kind of awesome. Well, I think we can well, all agree well, on that. He certainly
1: was. I mean, like, you know, it's pretty badass to like, you know, just like slum it in Times Square with a bunch of like art chicks and like smoke a lot of crack and like in LA with homeless people. Like, that's rad. No one's denying that. Like that's fucking cool, but like it seems like a little bit like less edgy these
0: days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, God bless him in his path of sobriety. I hope he's uh, happy oh, yes, healthy. No, no, no. But okay. less, in- course, but yeah, le- but, but less it, less interesting now. to think about as a character. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I did like, and I hate to uh, say, uh, Axios is Felix Salmon. Is that how he pronounces his name? How does Felix say his second I think name? It's, like like fish, dude. it's okay, it's like Salmon. Yeah. Okay, weird. Not spelled like well, it is spelled weird. What a what a weird name. <laughs> anyway, his quote is there are seven billion people on the planet. It's hypothetically possible that one or two of them may be interested in paying this much for one of these paintings. Sure, but it's <laughs> unlikely. Yeah, uh, and I exactly. think that's that's enough hunter for now, unless you <laughs> unless you're you drop any big new reporting, maybe, about who these buyers are. Uh,
1: uh no comment. You'll have to uh you know read the column on Friday, but
0: can't say. Um, in in a less snarky and and more generally kind of uplifting and interesting thing. Did you catch this um, article in The Times? Is the first I'm hearing about it, but I guess it's the 40th anniversary of the MacArthur grants um, Mm -hmm. and they are staging a a kind of a biennial or a kind of series of interlocked exhibitions uh, done by artists that have received uh, these MacArthur quote unquote genius grants over the years um, uh, all across Chicago. And it's people like Kara Walker, um, mm-hmm. Trevor Paglin, uh, David Hammonds, Nicole Eisenman, a bunch of other people doing special projects for this. I kind of would like to go to Chicago to see this. I won't. But yeah, um,
1: I would love to go also. Did I ever tell you about the night that I spent with Trevor when he found
0: out he won the Genius Grant? You, you've told me, but you haven't told the people. I don't
1: think I could tell the people.
0: Sorry, I don't know uh, why you said that. Yeah, I was, I was, I was specifically not going to bring that story up, actually. <laughs> it obviously occurred to me. But pretty co- we, could, we can say this. Pretty cool to be with someone mere moments after he's received the phone call uh, yes. notifying him that he's been publicly, publicly uh, announced as a genius and financially compensated as such.
1: Yeah, I think that's all we're going to say about that. Sorry, listeners. You're missing
0: but, out. <laughs> but a really cool exhibition. I mean, I I I didn't I didn't figure out from reading the article why it's in Chicago. Uh I is the is the John T. Uh, are, I think
1: it's all there. Aren't they yeah, aren't they from Chicago?
0: The John T uh, the MacArthur's, uh mm-hmm. John T John D and Katherine T. MacArthur Foundation, which yeah. everyone knows from their their PBS promos. It's <laughs> just everything's <laughs> sponsored by
1: What's <laughs> what how I know long is it up for? Because I want to go to Chicago soon.
0: There's a uh, lot of it, ones it doesn't really, you know, it. I didn't click through to any of the actual right. website for the project that would have told us that. So I'm not. Uh, I have no fucking idea. It's basically <laughs> the short answer to that. Um, but it looks very cool. I mean, this is insane looking. I'm just looking uh, at the images right now. This great looking Kara Walker exhibition in this rotunda like room, which is at the Sable Museum of African American History, which I've, mm. I've never heard of or been to. I've
1: heard You it's, know, it's some I've of her.
0: Um, you know, some of her. You know, her her cutouts, her shadow cutouts. Um. Really incredible, incredible installation. Trevor, as I said, is involved. Um, a really cool um, project that was done with local teens um, by Najeka Crosby, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, the future site of the National Public Housing Museum. What an incredible idea that is, museum to public housing. Love this. Um, no and, and snark
1: a- All this sounds fantastic. Oh, 100. This is like,
0: as I said, this is like 100% snark free zone. This looks great. And I'm especially interested in this young person, Tiffany Beat Beatty, uh, much what their pronouns are, um, who's the National Public Housing Museum's director of arts, culture and public policy, has some amazing quotes. They look like really, really like an interesting person that I would love to have a long dinner conversation with. Totally, Um, I'm all positive about this. Go look it up on the Internet. Go check it out. If you're if you're in the Midwest, um, Mm -hmm. it seems like a cool thing. Um, did you do, I guess you didn't do any reporting on this. I sent you a, I sent you a link that I, that popped up in my Google alerts it's about the FBI busting a guy for, for trying to auction off and sell some fake paintings.
1: Yeah. I mean, it looks fascinating. I mean, I, you know, caught wind of it when, you know, the FBI released its report on it and, and, and subsequently a bunch of news outlets went in on it, but yeah, fascinating that, that this is still happening. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a uh, fake Basquiat's and uh, Jean-Michel Basquiat supposed Jean-Michel Basquiat uh, herring collaboration they're terrible. They're terrible examples. I mean, I think it doesn't say which auction house, but I think, you know, even Phillips would have known that these were no good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was the
1: most fun thing for me is looking at this and be like, seriously, like, you trying to fucking sell this? Like Yeah,
0: well, evidently they went to two auction houses, uh, one of which, uh, both of which were like, no, we're not selling this. One of which went to the FBI, right. which then, in collaboration with the Herring Foundation, um, kind of uh, tracked the guy down. And Good the, for bus, them. The, the sting was done over WhatsApp, which feels very... Right. Very, very I'm not a fan on.
1: of narcs. Like, you know, snitches get stitches, etc. But, like, that's kind of dope to, like, see an obviously fake Boss Got Herring and go to the FBI and be like, yo, dudes, guess what? I'm also right. anti-narc,
0: and I will say because evidently he was able to sell one of these privately. Like someone, there was a there was a victim here. Uh, he didn't just attempt; there was a private a uh, transaction. And I don't know anyone who thought that they. I don't know. I, I'm a buyer beware kind of guy, and like that's why you should have an art advisor because <laughs> there's no way you <laughs> should just be buying these things. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, uh, speaking of Phillips, there was a sale yesterday, wasn't there? There was a sale. I kind of listened to it in the background a little bit as I was doing. work. It was like a you know it's a mid-season sale they call it. It's not under the influence anymore. it's called I don't know whatever whatever it, is. it
1: was called the new the sale the sale yeah. formerly
0: known as under the influence right,
1: but there was some some interesting stuff that went down there was some some no reserve uh, lots, including a sandy sherman that ended up selling for three hundred and fifty pounds.
0: yeah, but it's like an addition of like two hundred and fifty
1: still three hundred i mean like that's just wild to me that like no one was willing to bid and then they for three hundred fifty I
0: had an absentee for a hundred bucks on it,
1: really that's right, yeah, I mean I didn't yeah. win, but no no. And I mean, there but, were no
0: blockbuster results though, right?
1: No, the, the Josh Smith, which was actually like a very good Josh Smith broke the record. And then this guy, Ollie Epp that Carl's shows like sold for like $200,000. Yeah. And,
0: if anyone wants one, dial me up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. I'm just like, that's a layup. That was a layup to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, I did. Yeah. yeah.
1: Go. And then Jonas B. I, which is interesting. I don't know. It was that, that funky.
0: Too. It was a funky basketball, right? It was,
1: yeah. But that was, I mean, that's the, like est- estimate
0: was, the the estimate was wrong. Okay, and do you really sell that in London? I mean, just uh, yeah. All these all these poor auction houses are scrambling to figure out their schedules now. So I know. I mean, it's July 15 almost. Like, who's dialed in to an auction really? Someone Um, brought up the
1: other day. It's like Sotheby's and Christie's, and to some extent Phillips, are really the the two big guys have been doing these marathon sales that go on for like five hours because they have so much like like material to dump out, and they can do that because it's online. It's in different cities, but like when we go back to like IRL sales, which we will, you know, presumably in November. Like, how are they gonna? Like, are we just gonna go back to like the normal? Like, I think they have to sales. split up
0: and do some things as online only. I think that's the only right. way to make it work. Yeah. I mean, it's just so. Con- I mean, it's so confusing to track when these sales are happening because the mm-hmm. schedule has been so fucked up. And I hope there's right. some return to normalcy. Because honestly, like, I do like reports for all my clients after each quote unquote auction season, uh, tracking yeah. artists that they're interested in or, or in the collections, just so they know where things stand. Um, and give my kind of overview of where the market's at predicated in that season, which used to be twice a year or so. Maybe I'd do it three times a year. I'd, I'd skip one of the, f- you know, usually there's four major sets of sales and it's just for contemporary uh, post-war and contemporary. contemporary. Um, I don't know when to send these reports out anymore. Cause as soon as I finish one, like there's another sale with more results. I know. Um, I, just, uh, I just
1: want to know when we're going to Donahue's again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Love that place. Um, <laughs> I like I like the what's what's the one by Christie's that we always pop in for a cheeky uh pint before the sale.
1: Uh the pig and whistle.
0: Pig and whistle, yeah, terrible yeah. bar, great place oh, for it.
1: It's so much fun because the bartenders there actually are very well versed in the sales. And mm-hmm. so I would go with the printout or the, the physical catalog. And the guy was like, he'd always be like, So uh Jeff Kuhn's like, what do you think it's gonna make? hundred? And like you know, it's just like amazing. Like these guys are, like the bartenders at the at the space are so cleared in. I guess because the specialists come in after work and like just like chat with them.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Or they just over here. So we used to go uh, when I was a, a specialist at the Phillips Auction House, especially in London, though usually in New York too. Basically the hour before the sale Everything is pretty much baked in. You can be sending some text. you can be some last things together. There's nothing but nerves, like, you know, especially if you're not the one that's pulling in, you know, that's handling the guarantee for the $20 million thing. You're just kind of standing around and kind of getting just We used to pop out, especially in London, for a cheeky half pint, which is a, a half a beer or well, something to take the edge off, which was always yeah. nice. And there are a couple of great pubs uh, around Barclays Square where we would do such, which was all well and good until uh, a prominent, I mean, he's kind of an art advisor, kind of a journalist. <laughs> uh, who was uh, representing the consigner <laughs> in one of the sales? Uh, uh, s- who was representing the consigner of one of the uh, one of the objects in the sale that that evening. Uh, the saw, was. saw us in there and uh, and then reported back to Mike McGinnis, who was our boss. Uh, yeah, uh, and which did <laughs> not reflect. Of, did of not reflect. Get stitches. <laughs> listen, did not reflect well on anyone, but I think especially it did not reflect well on this fucking snitch. <laughs> And his yeah. whole thing was, "Oh, but you know, I was, I'm representing the designer, blah, blah blah. I was like, "Dude, if we, if we haven't gotten it done by 30 minutes before the sale, it ain't happening." I know.
1: Yeah, whatever you know, face saving he was trying to do has been drowned out by this being this story being told for years and years and years afterward. 100 percent. Hundred percent. I'm gonna grind go, it. it
0: down. <laughs> You're trying to tell me I need some new material, huh?
1: No, I love this this story, and I you know I don't think our listeners have heard it. I wish we could on. Um, Unmask the names here, but you'll <laughs> some of you will figure it out
0: <laughs> if you can't figure it out, you shouldn't be listening. <laughs> yeah, <All> right. <laughs> Basically, speaking of listeners, I want to thank everybody. so we, we, I put, I, I was did a totally cucked move and put out a call to people to leave reviews and uh, and rate the podcast. Uh, just did people actually do that. You got like four or five more reviews, oh, man. sick, amazing! Yeah, it yeah, was keep really, on doing was, that, guys. It was really, it was really great. It. I, yeah, and I it definitely noticed nice when you and it. It. Like, Listen, even 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 negative reviews, as long as they're extraordinarily well written, pithy, right. and funny, are helpful to me. I, um, I got
1: a very negative review from a certain uh, fellow art writer uh, in, that was forwarded to me the other day, and because it was so well written and and so like just vicious, I adored it. I, I Wait, thought about it the podcast. No, no, about about the the column. Uh, No, everyone loves the podcast. No, No. (laughs) I was
0: like, I want to read that. I love a negative review. I love the haters. The haters are my best friends.
1: No, but this person thought that that wet paint was uh, too mean and it was all about meanness and thus had nothing to do with art, which doesn't make any sense to me because it's an art column. But like, maybe it's a little mean somehow. No one's ever
0: mean in the art world.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's
0: like, sorry. (laughs) Might not be about art, but it's about the art, the, the world of art. Uh-huh. Um, what, yeah. but I I want to say you know please continue to drop those reviews and continue to to do my little please, yeah. thing here and listen we will be making uh, I think probably pretty soon we'll be announcing a certain kind of head a head covering type thing uh, featuring the note of mm-hmm. Bene. Uh, brand uh-huh. uh, that
1: goes on your head. Yeah, I, as soon, I, I as, soon as anymore it's, as soon as
0: it, it's not a yamaka. Uh, <laughs> as, as soon as we get the as soon as we get the branding done that is. So uh you know if you leave a really good review and then positive or negative and then prove to me that you're the one that left it, uh you will go on the hat list. And unlike the wet pan hats, I'll actually make sure these motherfuckers get out in the bail.
1: Wow, love that. Love that. Again.
0: Um uh- so stay tuned. Um speaking of speaking of art writing and art writers, uh, you're not the only person who's had uh, opportunities to move jobs recently. Evidently, um, only fans approach Jerry Saltz uh, to, no, not. Not, OnlyFans, Not only it?
1: fans, that would be uh, great though. Uh, <laughs> you know what only fans yeah. is, right? Ben, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Substack,
0: um, Substack, <laughs> excuse me, Approach Jerry Saltz offering him a guaranteed quarter million dollars to move his column from uh, from behind the paywall of New York Magazine. <laughs> to Yo, let's get a there. Jerry
1: Saltz only fans up in this. <laughs> Come on, I- I'm in. Who else is in?
0: <laughs> let's, let's do this. We can start a patron to fund our our signature gathering I on whatever the signature get change.org. <laughs> Get God, Jerry Saltz on OnlyFans. Idea
1: is seared in my fucking brain now. Okay. Sorry. So Jerry turned down a fat check.
0: It's turned down a fat check and was so like so principled. Because he's so principled, like, oh my I mean, I, I obviously don't have any of the quotes in front of me because who gives a fuck? But uh, like you know, oh my fans, like I wouldn't want to be able to reach the people the way that I am, and your magazine then became about oh, I need an editor, blah blah blah. Um and also, uh, you know, and, and pitch, but, you know, I'm so poor. I make like a, a less than half of that. I'm guessing it's $100,000. Um, plus, I think New York Magazine probably has like d- at least OK health insurance. All health insurance sucks. Yeah. Um, it, but no, anyway, no, no, no. I just want to say if you're turning down that kind of stack, if you're refusing the bag like that, that's some big boomer energy. EBE. <laughs>
1: truly just because you
0: need an editor and you want to see it in print, basically. Um, like all the power, he can make the choice for himself. But like that was dumb.
1: I mean, yeah, turning down 100 grand a year because like you and your editor pals is like, you know, yeah, that's 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 some energy right
0: there. Yeah, because I mean, that's that's decent money for him and Roberta. I mean, mm-hmm. she, she must make more than him at The Times. I would hope so. But who knows? I mean, I, he also got a, he also got a little bit of sass from the usual leftist bitches uh, and, and and whatnot about. And that's I mean, I mean that in an ungendered way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, about the fact that he was saying Oh I only make half of that Like I don't have any money Like a living paycheck to paycheck um, I'm sorry If you're an adult In your 50s, 60s As Jerry is And that's all you're making Yes you are poor in New York City You're not yeah. destitute But like uh, the, Your savings for retirement You are literally a couple of checks Given the given what rent costs And everything else uh, From you know Being out on the streets. So
1: Sadly that is the case
0: Yeah it, not, not saying it's right I am saying it is So Sit down and shut up mm-hmm. Oh Jerry. Uh, we love yeah, we I mean we I I love to hate. He is a you know, his passion is infectious. I I respect that. I support it. He, it's just wrote like we
1: about Kmart today. That Kmart and Astro Place the close.
0: Oh, I bet you he loved that Kmart. I haven't even read, but he I'm sure that, that was, it was anyway. the
1: only place he shopped for like decades.
0: Yeah, of course. It's like he loves Kmart and Deli coffee. Yeah. I mean there's something I mean that that kind of like uh, aggressively every man shit gets very old, but it's kind of genuine. He just plays it up in a caricature. Mhm. Yeah. I don't enough about him. I don't want Jerry coming off me. He's, he's already blocked me on most on most forms of social media, one time or another. <laughs> Christ, God, Jerry, I'm come on the
1: pod. We'd him him and to Todd Levin,
0: boomers, boomers, in charge.
1: To, yeah, Todd, I'm not sure. Which if is pro-
0: come on the pod? But Jerry's yeah,
1: always keep, always welcome on the pod.
0: I keep thinking about uh, uh, Jerry's 100 percent welcome on the pod. I keep thinking about applying to become like an not an credit, but there's an association of art advisors, which is a nice idea and that you, mm-hmm. you agree to uh, hue to certain ethical principles, which, of course, I already do. But I think there's something nice about, you know, just because there's so many fly by people. But every time I go to think about applying, I, I realize that Todd Levin is on the uh, nominations committee. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess, that, <laughs> guess that's it. not happening. <laughs> yeah, I guess, that, you know, the guy was one claim to fame was a client that he had 10 years ago. is going to block block me there. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, yeah, you don't need to be on another board of
0: things. You Listen, know. I'm I'm all for neurodivergency and, you know, Aspinger's is welcomed everywhere. Um, <laughs> oh, boo! he's going to kick my ass. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, oh, just a, d- the last thing. Uh, last thing I just noted is my cruise through the through the news this morning. Oh, oh no, it's terrible pun. <laughs> is that uh, the cruise ships in Venice? So it looks like they're actually going to hey. be banned for real this time. It's
1: great. Thank God yeah we fucking hate those things man like you know i'll be you know sitting at harry's having like a bellini maybe a domicini and a big fucking cruise ship just like rolls on but no one likes that no one wants that like that fucking blows like and like all the unwashed masses on there oh it's terrible
0: you it was just it's a people so here's the thing I mean here's the actual public policy thing is these people are ruining Venice they come oh, and yeah, they also, like, shit yeah the environment and then they get back on but they also do spend money but the, but they don't stay overnight they don't really they tend to eat on the boat so they're not really contributing to the economy in a significant way they're just kind of contributing to the degradation of the city that's kind of like a uh, perilous has been perilous since when it was first mm-hmm. constructed. Um, and I, I'm just double checking the math here, but so it's no ships heavier than 25,000 tons. I don't know what that means or longer than 180 meters, which is like 600 feet. Yeah. I hope that means that our friends boats can still dock there.
1: <laughs> I know you're a fan of, of large boats in Venice, maybe not cruise ship sized boats, but I think that, that it would be a huge mistake for Venice to not allow mega yachts to come in. So I'm sure the mega, yeah, yeah I'm sure.
0: There. Listen, it's, it's Italy. If you, if you, if you, throw around a few lira yeah. a few euros like you'll I'm be okay I'm sure
1: that come next summer me and Andrew russeth will be right there on the water still doing our yacht watch yacht watch is one of the best things that russeth ever came up with it's yeah, like yeah it's a good call in the viennale we just do a column where we look up all the yachts yacht um, watch.
0: <laughs> i actually did that as i was on my sail this past saturday there was a beautiful beautiful yacht uh big but not not oversized, but gorgeous yacht, Uh beautiful, like all wood and teak decks, like gorgeous uh, accent colors in this kind of hunter green. I'm forgetting the name. But of course, I took a photograph of the Uh boat name and and looked it up later. It's like, God, what what kind of amazingly classy person has this? Or is it just a rental thing, which is not as interesting? Unfortunately, it was Robert Mercier's yacht, who uh, (laughs) is the the, the largest (laughs) donor to Donald Trump's 2016
1: campaign. Damn. Wow, that's so funny. Uh, I'm not sure if he was a, in
0: residence here in, in the Sag Harbor, but a
1: tasteful boat. What a bummer. Uh, you
0: know, there has all, been a bit. Yeah. Yeah. The, it was super, super, super tasteful. The
1: There's a bunch of fundraisers and stuff happening. I
0: know, you know it's gross. The like fundraisers. Yeah. Yeah. They horrible. stay in fucking New Jersey and <laughs> yeah. Bedminster, wherever that is. Um, Yeah, it's funny. There was a lot last summer because no Americans could really Truly, get to Europe. Unlike this summer, it seems like everyone is in Italy. Um, uh, there was like the amount of mega yachts out here in the in the only harbor that can take them, which is Sag, was like out of control. Totally atypical. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a slight down tick this year, but still more than more than in quote unquote normal times. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Well, that's exciting. Listen, if I'm gonna to have a yacht, though, I'm,
0: i I want it in the med somewhere. I, I mean, uh, I love the Hamptons, but it's not really yachting territory.
1: I know. Larry just had this big dinner for Jenny, uh, Jenny Seville at the, um, the, the house that was in contempt. What's that called? Uh, The Casa Malaparte. Yeah.
0: Oh, did did they do a show in Casa Malaparte this year? I didn't realize that.
1: Jenny Seville. And yeah, Tut Lamon was there. I guess that's the wrong language, but you know what I mean? Uh, Everyone was there. And uh, it seemed like a blast. Like I, I like, you know, Instagram is not fun to look at if you're not in Europe right now.
0: No, definitely. not. And, previ- to and previous to that, I think Larry was celebrating Bill Bell's birthday on the on the Bell family uh, mm-hmm. ship. It seemed yeah. like, based on the ground, I,
1: I think somewhere nearby. Yeah, the, the 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 Bell ship must have just come into Capri because they were certainly at the dinner. Um,
0: looks like fun. Wish <laughs> I was there. Uh, loving my summer, but definitely having some European FOMO.
1: I know. We'll be there in September.
0: Yeah, well, we'll make it up in Los Angeles, kind right. of. Right, kind yeah.
1: of. Yeah, I mean, like it's kind of like the Mediterranean, it's Mediterranean climate. Um,
0: it, yeah. Um, we need to get together offline and figure out about that. We we're doing a big social sort of event in Los I, Angeles. Oh yeah,
1: we've been planning that. Uh, you know, I think that that'll go off without a hitch. Plus, we got you know special podcast to do by the pool at the by restaurant. the pool. Indeed. But if yeah, you're a Los Angeles-based
0: good. DJ that's really good, could you slip into my DMs and hit me up?
1: That would be great. DJs, you're listening. Because
0: we're too old to know what's cool, especially in, on the <laughs> West Coast. And the East Coast, I feel like we'd have it on lockdown, but it's a little bit right. harder on West Coast. Yeah. Um, but, that's but all I have. Just, so, to, yeah, go ahead.
1: No, no, no. I was going to say, like, that's going to be a podcast palooza there palooza. at the Roosevelt. Um, and so
0: then, so then at some play. point tomorrow on Thursday, we're uh, pretty, uh, pretty stoked to have Harper Levine, who's... Uh, Who's a multi hyphen at this point? Uh, yeah. Bookseller, gallerist. On the
1: expansion uh, tear.
0: Yeah, just spaces all over the New York area, uh, mm-hmm. but started out here in the Hamptons. So we're going to sit down with him and have a nice chat about what's going on in his world. He's a pretty fascinating and smart guy. So I'm excited for that. So stay tuned. Uh, probably tomorrow on Thursday, we'll get that on the internet. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great. All right, Ben. All right. Uh, I'm going to go farm
0: or something. I get a pee so bad. I'll see you later. Another right. Ben A. Out. out.